<laughs> um, my dumbass, like right here. Oh, hey, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, bro? Uh, Chef Drip. How'd it go for you, bro? Uh, it was pretty fun, bro. I dressed up as like a uh, 2000s backup dancer, like okay. Nelly vibes. I don't think I saw you, man. That's too yeah. bad. Nah. Were you at the fives? Uh, yeah, I popped out there for a little bit, but I was like party hopping for a while. Okay, good. Bouncing good. around. I mean, this weekend was weird. Like, I don't know when that shooting in Maine was, but that no. that was a fucking downer. Yeah. My buddy goes to school in Maine. Um, and yeah, that, that always sucks here and shit like that. And then Saturday and then the Worcester the State Worcester shooting State happened. That shit was crazy. It was like a day after. Yeah. Friday night. Yeah. I had a weird, what was your reaction to that? Worcester State? Yeah. Just like in the email. Yeah. Um, I think I instantly thought that it was a, a school shooting, like a mass shooting. Um, yeah. I kind of associated the two right away since like the thing happened in Maine and then there were like, you know, condolences, right, et cetera. Right. Um, there wasn't like many details at the time after figuring out a little bit more about like that incident um i just think it's like very unfortunate and like you know condolences um i don't know i'm just sorry to everybody like a whole situation yeah that's prayers to the family yeah. you know that's someone's kid and literally it's fucking terrible exactly i had a weird reaction to it bro because and i think that my reaction was in part due to be the frustration with like the mass shooting right mm-hmm. that was mad annoying <laughs> um more for other people than for me but when i got the email from wiener i thought like it's like damn another shooting like, yeah. we gotta keep talking about uh-huh. this right but and at the time I didn't know there was a, a like a, a homicide. I didn't know uh-huh. someone died. Um, but then I realized that the awareness is really important, and like that was right next door. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it but nah, it's very... weird. Like, and I saw the video too. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw this. The Western State one. Yeah. Yeah. They're definitely like angles <sighs> and stuff. Very sad. All different. Tragic. Like that shit's terrible. Yeah, it's tragic. And not not really being able to understand it in any capacity, but then. Like seeing it, mm-hmm. that's like weird. That doesn't. That's the kind of new thing that we're dealing with, and the the huge the mass shooting, right? Mm-hmm. We're seeing all of this content. I don't know how do you navigate that kind of stuff, like seeing that shit, not letting it deter you too much. Um, I think it's like a double edged sword. Is that is that what they say? Because yeah. I feel like from and like where we live now, we live in a world where it's just constant media, like twenty four seven cycle, um, like constantly getting all that imagery like uploaded to our brains, like Instagram swiping feeds, etc. And that's like the new way that we do get our news. So like in the one way, it's like we're up to date, we're on top of things. The second something happens, like we know, and that's very good and interesting on one side. But at the end of the day, like comes the I guess the topic of like censoring certain things where it's like. Uh, very like sensitive uh topics and you know that you're just able to see freely as soon as you open your phone it's like these people still have families these people are still going through it um you might not know if their families want that information out there sometimes it's already out before they even have a say it's out before the families even know um so i think that's where you go into like maybe like censorship and things like that which is like a whole other topic and a sensitive topic within itself but i just feel like um i think about the mass shootings as well like i remember when there was a mass shooting um, people were having issues with like the police. I guess how they responded. I wish I remember the name of that one. They had like the video. You can see I, the I inside. The, it showed like inside the, the school name. and everything. Right. Um, that's like a prime example. You know where it's like the police are kind of operating on their own. Like they know kind of their protocols, Rules what they should it, do right, and how facts. it is. And then we're like kind of third party just looking at it. Like yeah, criticizing. Criticizing. It. So yeah. That's the thing. It is a double edged sword. I think. Like on the one hand, we get all this information and we can know more, mm-hmm. but it doesn't seem like that's what happens, bro. It seems like we just get more distracted. Mm-hmm takes up our time a lot i thought that um i mean i think like i guess worcester's not necessarily very safe is what i learned i figured it wasn't safe but i just said it wasn't safe just Mm because but i looked into a little bit and um now i'm forgetting my sources but i think it was it had a worse crime rate and violent crime rate 
than 84% of American cities, which is like pretty... Worcester? Yeah. 84%, worse crime rate than 84% of, I think it was like 83.8 or something. And then, do you think that it's a safer city than Boston? I mean, do you have experience being around Boston? Yeah, uh, I do, because I live in like the inner city of Boston, so when oh, I usually word. come out to Worcester, for me, this is like a, like a change of pace. Like, I yeah. like it out here. Well, so, so, I found some statistics on, um, I think it's called Neighborhood Watch. Yeah. And they said, so, the chance of being a victim of violent crime in... Boston is 1 in 170. Mm-hmm. Chance of being a victim of violent crime in Worcester is 1 in 154, 57, mm-hmm. which is interesting because that's actually a wor- like you have exactly. a greater chance mm-hmm. to get injured from a crime in Worcester. Oh, in Worcester. And then um and then the chance of being a victim of property crime is uh or I actually messed that up. The chance of being a, I wrote it down here. Chance of being a victim of violent crime is 166. Uh, one in one sixty six in Boston versus one in one seventy in Worcester. So I was actually wrong. It's a little it's worse in Boston. Uh, Boston, slightly worse. And then it reflects about the same for the property crime. It's one in fifty seven in Worcester, one in fifty four in Boston, um, but pretty close. Yeah, it's definitely close. Yeah. Definitely close, and closer than some people might think. But um, like just being from Boston, like the inner city, um, experiencing a lot of like what's going on in the neighborhoods and stuff. I usually come out here, especially like Assumption is like a beautiful campus, right. close campus. Um, Worcester itself, uh, I think of it as like a college city. A lot of people do too, just because of you know WPI, Holy Cross, um, all of the ones that surround us. Worcester State, speaking of them and everything, so it just kind of gives like you know that good, um, that good vibe. Obviously, seeing the numbers, you obviously want to go back to the numbers to compare. Like men lie, women lie, numbers don't. At the end of the day, but um, yeah. Tell me about. So you said you're from Boston. Yeah. Now you go to Assumption. Yeah. Very nice campus, kind of on the outskirts of Worcester. Tell me about, like, why Assumption and, and how it was growing up. Yeah, um, well, uh, I moved to Boston when I was younger. I was born in Jersey originally. Um, the reason why I chose Assumption was really because, um, I don't know, I guess the, that's the way things align. God have it, intervention, like, however else you could really describe it. Um, I was really focused on, like, my music and my career and my clothing, um, et cetera. Uh, however, I also wanted, like, a degree so that I could... Um, kind of be able to what's the word I'm looking for safety net or something to fall I guess like a, exactly exactly I think that's more so what I'm looking for uh, just more so a safety net or whatever I don't want to rely on only like um, like my talent or like any buzz that I'm having at the moment I kind of wanted something um, kind of more rock solid that I know I could like fall back on if anything and I think that's what assumption was for me and just school in general like I've always been like a pretty smart guy like good at school and stuff like that sure. so it was never um, like something too big to debate about it was more so like where I want to go and how much money I was receiving from these schools and things like that right. um and yeah, I just want to stay close to home too. I have a family to take care of, yeah. so that's really what it is. Like I kind of handle my business while handling my family. I love that, man. You know, I saw. I think it was an American statistic. Could have been a UK statistic. Uh, regardless, it was like at the age of eighteen, your parents have spent ninety percent of the time that they will spend with you the rest of their li- rest that, of your lives. That's what. That's crazy. crazy. That's crazy. Because it's not like you're. You can't go. It's not like you're there all the time anymore. Right. It's like you don't. Right. A lot of kids now when they're 18, they dip, and yeah. then sometimes they never come back. Never right. Come sometimes back. they're just living kind of far, mm-hmm. and you can always go home to your parents now, like mm-hmm. on a plane or mm-hmm. on a train or mm-hmm. on a, a car, or whatever. Back in the day, it wasn't like that, yeah. right? Sometimes if you left, you, you might left, never see yeah. them again, right? Mm-hmm. So that's a new thing, and that's weird. That, that's good that you got that family. Yeah, I definitely. I'm big, big on family, big on family right. for sure. And that's a value. So tell me a little bit about the music and how do you integrate these values you have family and, yeah. and stuff like that i think it all ties into uh really the brand um that i have right now go getters because it's just you know it's like 
it's really a, a lifestyle, you know, it's more than just a family, more than music, you know, it's just really like a way of life. And those are values that are in the line with the brand. Um, you have to be really like responsible, kind of like literally go up and get at it every single day, you know, work hard, whether, you know, you're in the gym every day, you're working hard, disciplined to be in the gym more. Whether, you know, academically you're struggling, you're trying to get better, push yourself, you want that promotion at your job, um, you're trying to beat that time at the mile if you're in a track, like, whatever it is, as long as you apply yourself and get up every day, like, you know, you fall under that category and it'll make you a go-getter and really, like, the family aspect of it is just, like, um, I can't be who I am without my family and, like, I credit them to a lot of my success and, like, who I am as a man today and so that's why I value family so much. I try to take care of my family because they take care of me at a time right, and man. now I'm in position yeah. to take care of them. So. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. I think one of my main goals is to help my family in a way, in like some special way that I don't even really know how to do yet. Yeah. Um, you said so much interesting stuff right there, like discipline. Not a lot of, I mean, not everyone even wants to talk about discipline and like yeah. being a go-getter. Yeah. So I don't know, why'd you come up with this brand? Like, yeah. was it, did you have a homie or was it your pops yeah. or who, who kind of put you on this? special path man because not everyone gets on it um originally i think it's just since a little kid i didn't really like the idea of like working for somebody else just more so i would see kind of how it affected my family um so like i don't know my mom worked up to three jobs at a time to kind of support my sister and i when we were younger and just kind of like seeing that i realized like bro if you need three jobs and you're barely getting by still like something's up right. and i was trying to figure out like what that something is and then i just realized like there's so much more money and like ownership than working for somebody else um so much more money in doing your own thing um being creative being innovative so much more money in that than just kind of being like a machine or like a, a person doing x yeah. y and z you know um, I realized that at a very young age. So then I just had that switch where it was like, okay, I want to work for myself. What exactly is it that I want to do? Um, and music has always been something that like I loved since a little kid. Um, always been like rapping in cafeteria, like Fire. outside, everywhere. Yeah. So it's like it was always something that was just there for me. And eventually, um, just taking those extra steps to really like put it into flourishing. You know, word, word. Um, yeah, I think creativity in that sense, like it's hard to. It's hard to be in an environment where you're kind of encouraged to be creative, mm -hmm. to be outside the box, right? Yeah. Everyone's always trying to suppress you into a box. It's Right now I'm learning about Karl Marx, and I can't help but mention this this idea. Because you touched on the fact that your, your mom was working three jobs, yeah. right? And she was grinding, and she was grinding for money, not yeah. because like she had this cre creative idea. Right? Yeah. She was a, no, it, it was about necessity. That. Right, and Karl Marx hates that wage labor. He thinks it's... It's like terrible and and that people aren't pursuing meaningful work mm -hmm. right they're just solely working for money mm -hmm. and he says and he calls it alienation and people get alienated uh it's really interesting ideas there but i, I think that it's special that you found this like entrepreneurship kind of um oomph to your yeah. to your step kind of thing and what so so what do you study here business management okay word yeah, yeah. so fo are you focused on um, I guess yeah. So major in business management. Yeah, major in business management. How's that been? It, it's that. been pretty smooth. The class, like right now, for example, I'm taking like uh, macro and you know taking the accounting classes and okay. things like that. Um, those what, classes. What you take for accounting. Take my dad? Yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, I can imagine harder than one. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. Um, 
Uh, I'm so sorry. Where are we going? Oh, uh, uh, no, we're just talking about classes, like how that the man. Yeah, oh, yeah. So essentially, school. yeah, yeah. So with the school thing, again, like I just really wanted to um, have like that safety net again. Like, um, I've like compared to a lot of people I grew up around too, like I've, I've always been like a pretty smart guy. So that's always been like the path where people see me um, kind of thriving in, in, in to that extent. Um, so I was like, with the business I already have now, I just basically want to have. Um, but it, like I kind of want to build up that portfolio or resume so that what I have now has a little bit more uh, like validity to it down the line to somebody else who's looking at it. Right. I don't know if you get what I'm saying because we're step yeah, yeah. we're in a transitional period right now. I believe where um you have like older people who are in CEO positions and like hiring managers etc. who are starting to see the new world in terms of entrepreneurship and the online and the media and everything else. But we're not there completely. So some people still need like um, the data and they want to still see like the degree. They still want to see the resume, the portfolio. They still to see that right. build up, exactly. They, they, va- they value it a lot because the wh- that online presence isn't enough for them yet because they don't see the value in it all the way as some other people do. You understand? Right. So I, my whole goal was kind of like merge the two. It's like I have this going on, like music, clothes, social media presence, like outside personality, entertainment, whole right, bunch right. of stuff right yeah, here. Yeah. But I'm also still trying to get like the concrete, like the numbers down, the the connections right, the what I gotta mm-hmm. do. You kind of gotta please the education. Two people, exactly. Right? Yeah, okay, I understand. Exactly. And the good thing there is you're not getting specialized in like just becoming a really good rapper. Yeah. And and like it seems like what you're doing in the rap game is that you're rapping, right? But then you're working on merch. Like, yeah. Tell me about your merch. Exactly. Like, so we can talk. We can talk about this right yeah, here yeah. if you see it. So this is the go get. Oh, I got you. So yeah. this, this one of them right here. This is the go get a hoodie. Let's go. This is an exclusive drop. Most of what you see me wearing, they be exclusive drops. You have to get them when you get them as soon as they come okay. out. Um, and then I make new drops, so yeah, it'll always be usually with the seasons they change and everything. Um, I'm real proud of this one because it was like one. It was the first hoodie drop I did and did a photo shoot for it and everything. So it was very good times, bring back good memories. Um, what you call it? So yeah, the clothes with the clothes really too. Back to what I was saying in terms of the go getters and everybody who um kind of falls under that category. Like it's really for them too to just serve as like motivation. You know, like when you see this lion, when you hear this name, like. I wanted to like spark something like the same way you see the the golden arches at M and you're like McDonald's yeah. like I want you to hear GGS like see the line and be like yeah go getters like I'm working hard like right. that's my model I strive for that and essentially like I'm trying to just continue to inspire people bro because I never even thought I could do that and then people come up to me and tell me like yo I like this song you inspired me to write this or like yo I like this show I was scared to go on stage now I'm going on stage and it's like I didn't even think I had the power to do none of that yeah. so I just want to keep on elevating in that way that's special having influence. It's like having power is one thing, but but it can be dangerous. Hundred percent. Based on what you've told me, though, is that you seem to be focused on genuinely good things, like virtue yeah. of, of hard work and dedication yeah. and and love, right? Yeah. I mean, you talk about your family, like trying to provide for your family, yeah, in crazy capacity, which is, like I said, beautiful. You mentioned going on stage. Mm-hmm. Have you? Been, how many times have you been on stage? Like, what's yeah. that been like, man? Tell me. About I, that. Funny enough, I was on stage. Um, I was trying to expand, and I uh, had a show in Worcester uh, this past summer. Okay. Um. And I, okay, let me take out my phone. Yeah, I wanna sh- if I wanna, you want water too, take right, water. Bad, yeah. bad, bad. I'm just gonna take a little because I want to shout them out. Time. I want to shout them out time. good yeah, too. Now I'll, I'll mess it up real quick. Shit. Where's my ringer on? I don't know the radio. Oh, Mike, I'm in an episode. Can I call you later, fam? All right, love you, buddy. All right, word. Peace. Uh, That's a goat. Uh, yeah, that was Mike's number. Yeah. Mike, uh. Oh, word, okay. 
Yeah, they were mad loud when they came in. I sent that text. Okay, so it was Unity you Radio. Yeah, I don't know. So yeah, no, no, it was um, it was an event with like Unity Radio and Talk of the Town in Boston. It was like a collab. And okay. Like, you, okay. Cool. Now nah, I, I was just trying to get. I was trying to get a rest. No, I got you. I got you. Um. So yeah, we talking about the stage thing. So yeah. yeah. So I had the opportunity to go on stage this past summer uh, with Unity Radio out here in Worcester. They had a collab with Talk of the Town out in Boston. Okay. So um, they brought me out here, and that was a good time because I was nine to come out of Worcester, see what that's like. Um, I had a great time performing. It was my first time performing in Worcester. I enjoyed it. I also performed out in like Rhode Island. Out in Mass, um, trying to keep on expanding, but right now we're like on the East Coast for sure. Okay. Um. Yeah. There's, they've all been great experiences. Usually, um. Yeah. They've literally all been great experiences. So are you just reaching out to people, like trying to get as many kind of for the performances? Yeah. yeah. I think um in terms of that, I should be more proactive uh, with that. But how we talk about um you know I'm juggling like a lot of things right now, so it usually depends on when I feel like the time is right to perform. Right. Um. And those align how they how they align. Usually, it's like if I just dropped a, a new song that's going crazy, like I might want to perform and I want that out. Maybe mm-hmm. it's an unreleased song that I kind of want to see how the crowd will react to it. I might want to perform then as well. Oh, okay. You understand what I'm saying? Cool, cool. Um, so uh, yeah, shout out to the Sound Lab. They give you the opportunity to do that. You know, test out your music um, before you put it out. See if you like it. I performed out there. That's in Brockton, Mass. Um, I okay. performed out there a couple times. They let you. Um, they literally like react to your music in real time after you're done let you know what's working what's not so you know they had those type of opportunities uh, club performance opportunities just you know outside um, club nights you know getting yeah. lit uh, people react to the music so it's been, it's been real fun that's something crazy I don't think people really take a second to recognize that like we look at the big rappers we see them you know yeah. but they all started like this 100%. they all were going everywhere testing their Probably has some 100%. garbage song, you know. Drake probably has some shit songs. 100%. 100%. <clears throat> 100%. It, it, when you get to know me more, you'll know I'm a Drake stan. Yeah, I, but, I, yeah. I can't help it, man. I love him. I used to be in the dark. I used to be like, no, nah, Drake's not good, man. He's just hype. And then one day I, I just accepted the fact that the he's my goat. He's the goat. <laughs> when I was in Rome, man, he he released uh, Her Loss. Her Loss. And like, that was just amazing. Uh, waking up on a Friday morning, um, getting on a train to go to Florence. We had like a class trip. And the album came out, so mm. we're listening to it the whole oh, weekend, vibing. Yeah, super cool. You like the new one? So I do because I've listened to it a thousand times, yeah. bro. But I think Drew Picasso is like one of his one of my favorite songs okay. of, him, of him ever. Yeah. The second half of that song uh. gets me going, dude. It's so good. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. No, nah, I gotta give it another listen. Yeah, really listen it's cool um, song. yeah. People didn't seem to like it that much. People kind of always do this with Drake. I feel like it comes out. They're yeah. like. Oh, it's it's alright. What do you say? Like drop a uh, like a few years later, they say it's asleep. Or Dude, something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> come out with a classic. Yeah, yeah, let's guess. Yeah, my favorite bar from Drake is when I was. It was probably twenty twenty one. I was listening to I think it's starting. Is it furthest thing when he says, "Let's see who's still around a decade from now." I think it's. I think it's furthest thing. Mm-hmm. I think it's that first song. I think that's a song where he's like, "This is just the intro. Let me not get ahead of myself." I think it's that similar bar like that. And um, I'm listening to this album because it's been so long. And I checked the date. I'm like, bro, it's nine years. It's, been, it's dead Dang, ass almost been, been ten. Decade, He's yeah. serious, bro. Yeah. That's so cool to me. That's I fire. love that. Yeah, that longevity too. That's another thing. Like with oh this music God. game and like this industry in general. Like as I've been charting into these waters, I've noticed like it's really just about like longevity and like hard work. Literally, just got to keep on going and grinding. Right. That's a lot of people just try to like cut their way to the top or yeah. like try to find these alternate routes or whatever. If they don't go right away, like give up. They just give up. And yeah, no, this right. is forever. It's, it's forever. <laughs> that's how forever. it's gonna be, and I think that's gotta have. That's how your mindset should be towards your relationships, right? Mm-hmm. Towards your, whether it's your your girlfriend or your wife or your 
your parents, mm-hmm. right? You got to be in it forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, that reminds me of this. I saw this quote. I actually wrote this down right here. It's this guy, guy named Michael Todd. I like my Instagram feed because I get a lot of Christian stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and this guy, Michael Todd, had this crazy quote. He said, we act with feedback, not faith. If you let feedback give you identity, then you always live by feedback and not faith. Mm-hmm. And you'll have longevity if you continue by faith, not feedback, right? Mm-hmm. Cause you're going to have years, you're going to have days, weeks, mm-hmm. whatever, where you get no good feedback yeah. where no one's liking your shit. No mm-hmm. one's sending it. No mm-hmm. one's posting it. Mm-hmm. Right. It, that's actually going to be years. Like I'm going to run this podcast for a few years. Yeah. No one's yeah, going to care. Never, and, no then one's nobody, gonna care. and then you blow up, bro. And yeah. that's like, oh, da, da. Right. Right. Yeah. After a hundred so, episodes, yeah. eventually they'll be like, like oh, one okay. will catch on fire. And then everybody's like, damn, like overnight, like whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Facts. But they're not, and the people that see that, they're not going to know that it's actually just been every like week. Every day, yeah. Every working. week, right? Every week working. Um, and you have you have to credit that to God. Like, you mm. just have to, in yeah. my opinion, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know where you spent, stand with. No, no. I, I was like just that. about to say, because I like that quote. I was just going to say, if you ever heard, like, you got to walk by faith and not sight. Because um, I stand on I stand on that one heavy. Damn. Yeah, you like that one? I like that yeah, one. Yeah, I, I love that one. I literally I live by that. that yeah, walk by faith, not sight. Yeah, it's, it's, I think Sleepy Hollow said, like, believe... Um, believe none of the shit you hear half of what you see half of what you see like yeah facts and it's, and it's the same facts. thing and it's like um, so I agree with like a lot of what you're saying because if you're just relying on feedback and other people's opinions like even in this room right now you might have one opinion you might have another opinion mm-hmm. Bob might have another opinion like where does that leave us you know what I'm saying then at right. the end of the day you have so many choices trying to like you know please everybody you might not right. please nobody at the end of the day trying to please everybody so and then that walk by faith is kind of how I was telling you like um honestly feel like just me myself and being in this position is really just like a testimony to that kind of just how i'm telling you like i'm first generation american even here like my mom working three jobs mm-hmm. it's like uh i defied a lot of odds to even just be in front of here like this right. mic talking to you right, right now, now you know what yeah. i'm saying so just like that alone makes me know like god got me and like i'm all right, right and this is like it's just the start of a lot yeah going and on. i think part of the reason you're you're here and you're even at that realization is because you think about faith right? yeah, you're right. walking with faith not sight yeah. which is a a beautiful thing and, and you bring up a good point on I mean when you were talking about different opinions I was thinking about discourse right conversations mm-hmm. and like yeah we're agreeing right now on some topics that yeah. you know I think we would agree on but there's a ton of times when we're going to disagree like mm-hmm. friends are going to disagree mm-hmm. and then being able to navigate those discussions that's mm-hmm. really important yeah. uh, and doing that with love like yeah. we're and I'm guilty of this for sure but when someone disagrees with me very easy it's like it's not your mind doing this it's your heart right yeah. getting emotionally upset just yeah. getting angry yeah. and then you're in this shitty situation where even if you are right you're not right because you're yeah, upset no, you're, it's yeah. like you, you're tight yeah. Yeah, yeah. and then you're master then right yeah. if you're tight and um, you're in an argument you're losing you have to control those emotions for sure yeah Definitely you have to uh, which is a, a stoic idea but it's just like in general that's a good way to live life yeah. that, that's why they have that idea um Oh, yeah, I was going to say something else about that. So I don't know if you've heard about a recent event happened on campus at Assumption. So a handful of the student body was kind of upset because there are two women. I'm going to get their names right here because I know they're really cool women. I want to yeah. say their names. Erica Bakioki, Bakioki and Mary Harrington. Uh, they're two feminist thinkers. Uh, one of them, I forget which one, is more Christian. The other one's not affiliated with like a religious belief. Um, but yeah, the student body was a little frustrated with the fact that they were coming to campus. And that was because in the past they heard about, um, they heard about these, like there were some articles posted where they were apparently transphobic or homophobic. Now 
I didn't read fully the article. I read an article by Erica. Um, and, she, yeah, she was expressing her view on, like, two sexes. Okay, cool. But it has that view that those that this woman has, Erica, it has nothing to do with what they're talking about on campus. Now, it might be interrelated if you really think deep, deeply into it, but what they're talking about is the current feminist movement mm-hmm. and how, like, it might be actually taking a wrong turn. Mm-hmm. I'm very interested to hear these women speak because I want to understand what's going on with the feminist movement. They've also been in it. They've been so immersed in it. It's mm-hmm. so, like, I'm very hyped for this. This is Thursday. It's during the common hour. It's at uh-huh. 1130. Mm-hmm. You should go. Yeah, Everyone should go. But, yeah, they were... Uh, it was brought up at Sunday night. There was like an SGA meeting where they, you know, were trying to get these people to not come because of these prior views. Right. And um, it's a tricky situation, right? Because what, what I learned in theology today, my professor, Professor Monroe, who's coming on the podcast next week, helped make this clear to us. Uh, or he, he just helped us think it through that, like, on the one hand, we need to be open to discussion and we need to go listen to people when they when we disagree with them, because mm-hmm. that's the only way we're going to get better, right? Mm-hmm. Get smarter, get more thoughtful. But at the same time, it's it gets tricky when students bring up their identity, right? And it's like, well, should you go listen to someone who's going to tell you your identity may not even exist? Mm. And that's weird, right? Because on the one hand, well, what? how do you define identity? Like, is identity mutable? Can you adjust your own identity just at, at will? That's a discussion. Like, that's a yeah. serious conversation, right, that you'd have to have. Um, I mean, yeah, that's one part of it, like, even me saying that, I think students would be like, well, this kid's bugging. Yeah, yeah, some people might agree, some people might not. Right? Yeah, yeah, get this people. podcast taken down. <laughs> but I think that's crazy. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's an interesting interplay of having discussions, right? But then being loving, not letting your anger get the best of you mm-hmm. in the discussion. But then also hearing people's views, and, and it, can be, it can be challenging. I, I, um, to piggyback off that, I think one of the biggest underlying factors there is just, like, respect. Because just, like, I feel like if somebody could communicate kind of what you're trying to say just in a respectful way, and then somebody hearing it on the flip side can, like, take in, uh, like, this other, like, other person's opinions without, you know, um, mm-hmm. taking so much offense to it or, or, like, tying themselves to it as much. Um, I feel like... Like more com- like a conversation could be had in, right. in that way because um to, to tell you saying like the emotional thing I know people get like real emotional like mm-hmm. really fast so the second sometimes people hear things that they might not want to hear like goes against their belief they're instantly kind of just turned off by anything else that they had right. already previously said or will continue to say um right there no, I feel you I think respect is a weird thing like I feel my mom actually gives me a hard time for this right because I'm sometimes I complain to my mom I'm like mom this kid's not you know, I'm not getting the respect I feel like I deserve. She's like, what are you talking about? Like, mm-hmm. you should respect me. I'm your mom, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and I don't know. I think that she has a point. Like, I shouldn't get too, I shouldn't get hurt when I think someone's not respecting me. But at the same time, when I'm talking to someone and I think that they're being an asshole, right, yeah. for lack of better terms, I'm not going to want to be nice and loving yeah. and caring. But that's when you go back to that Christian idea where you have to, regardless, bro. Be, like, loving and caring towards. Right, even when you're getting... Disrespected? Shit on, yeah. That's impossible, bro. Yeah, that's That's, very hard. That's impossible, man. That's very very hard. I'm going to continue to try. I'm going to keep doing it. I'm going to actually succeed, I think, but really hard. I think um, another quote is, like, the... 
We're just full of quotes today. Yeah. Uh, you know, like the best uh, reaction is no reaction. Or is it, dang. Or the best reaction I mean, is that sounds something like that. Yeah. Dang, I think right. I just formed it. Best reaction is no reaction. Yeah, something. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, that's some stoic shit too as well. And, uh, yeah. And it's like simple. It sounds like, yeah, but realistically, bro, like somebody could just be all the way up here with you. And if your reaction is just like, okay, like. Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like you said, like um, earlier about you don't really win because you're still mad at the end of the day. Like, you're not going to be mad. It's just not worth your energy. So at that right. point, you just kind of leave it. Right. And that's just the best reaction because yeah. you go about your day and they're still they'll, they'll have whatever day they want right. you'll have your day you know right. it's just changing the course of action i just think like adapting and adjusting is also kind of has to do a lot of what we've been talking about like in a lot of these cases just has to do with like even with the online technology innovation all that like adjust and adapt mm-hmm. if we're talking about these conversations that you got to have and like the direction of the future that we're heading in you also have to adjust and adapt like we can't stay in the yeah. same way forever like and uh clearly sometimes these like um different perspectives are like are like very needed because you never right. know like it could be one person who can uncover a thousand people right under them dude by speaking I mean, up prime example is like last um in the spring semester i wasn't really open to jesus at all mm. i started talking to my roommate nate and i stayed kind of closed off i figured like well i got i got some good knowledge in philosophy like i'm learning how to live my life you know i was focused on stoicism i was like i don't need i don't really need that you mm. know what i mean like mm. and thank God I was open yeah. because I was slowly able to receive these messages and I'm a better person now because yeah. of that for sure undoubtedly yeah. um, that's why yeah no, nah, he's the goat man I, I got it's a funny story because I got into that roommate situation with Nate a lot of people didn't really really know Nate but knew uh, you know Nate he's on football Nate team Nate, Kinch, Nate Kinchelo oh. good kid man and yeah it was just weird I kind of expected him I expected myself to not be friends with him and to yeah. be friends with my other roommate yeah and it's not that I wasn't friends with my other roommate, but I just became so close More with him. More close with him, yeah. I love how that, uh, you kind of get surprised so, like that in life yeah. a lot, which is a good thing. Um, I was going to say something else about that topic we were just talking about. You got any thoughts or any questions or ideas? Oh, um, like, nah. Pretty small. Good, man. Um, yeah, today we're reading... I forget what it was. I'm, I'm going to piss. Um... We're reading this guy, Pascal. Pascal, He's got a French name. I don't want to fuck it up. But he said that the sole cause of man's unhappiness is that he does not know how to stay quietly in his room. And I was like, shit. I struggle to do that. Mm-hmm. I struggle to do that. Um, y- you were talking about juggling things earlier. Mm-hmm. Focusing, finding time to focus on some things and putting something aside. That's something I don't... I mean, I'm working on a bunch of things right now. Mm-hmm. And... I'm not juggling very well. So, like, how do you keep keep those balls in the air, yeah. juggling them? Um, yeah, I mean, that's a great question. Uh, I think the best way that I could do it, like, time management. I think I'm, like, really big on time management. So I just try to plan out things accordingly as best as I can with as much time as I can. Like, if I know, for example, we had this meeting, like, weeks in advance, I try to mark it down in my calendar so that it's just blocked right. off so that when another event arises, I'm already instantly looking towards the future. And I'm just like, all right, well, Tuesday doesn't work out because I have this podcast event. Mm-hmm. We'd have try to do another day. Um, so that's just, like, pre-planning. I think pre-planning and, like, that time management is a big part of, of how I do it. Another part, I think it's just kind of, like, uh, it's really just ambition and drive because, trust me, like, uh, like it's not easy but if you want to do it like you're gonna do it so there's been times where i'm literally like get out of work after working and you know 10 12 hour shift and like i'm in the studio right after and it's just like that's just how much i want it right. so it really just depends how much you want to do whatever you, it is you're doing you're gonna find time for it Thanks. you know what i'm saying so um and it's definitely like a, it's a lot and and being like a one-man team it's even harder so where i stand right now is um 
it's just like struggling with that because I do a lot of things by myself and and like I love that for for me like I don't I take a lot of pride in that so to speak in terms of like a lot of my designs I created myself like the clothes and merch like um I was hand making them myself uh, a whole bunch of stuff like you know my music and everything like myself I take a lot of pride in that um kind of falls under the go getter name you know but as I continue to grow my brand and uh, the business is growing like I realize like I do need more people helping right. me um. So, which I'm appreciative of that too. Like I am appreciative of the people that are in my corner who kind of like even if you motivate me on on, on something, like, it might not seem motivational to you. It might seem very little to you. But even asking me like you know, hey, like I'm trying to buy a shirt and I'm I'm seeing nothing's up. Like what like what's going? That's motivation. Right, right. That's like bro, I'm on my ass. Damn, let me work. Like let me get on it. You know, it's like yeah. when's that song dropping? Or hey, I like that song. It'd be the smallest things that really just keep me going, keep me motivated. But then back to kind of what you were saying, like I can't rely solely on that on feedback because if I do, it'll be a day where I get negative feedback right. or receive no feedback at all, and then my whole day will be ruined and it's mm-hmm. just like I distance both of those so it's like again like I really do this for me I, all everything I do I really do it for me and my family and stuff and it just so happens that a lot of people also align with my values or like like what I got going on a lot of people like my drip they like the clothes a lot of people like my music a lot of people like what I stand for like they relate to it so they just kind of uh, go along with it some mm-hmm. people came up with me like my family my cousins like they know what it is with the go get a movement like yeah. some of the guys and stuff like that um, other people are kind of joining along now and seeing like oh shit like what's going on right, right. Joining the wave after. that's so cool to yeah. see what's the hardest part about I mean you just spoke on a bunch of different things there but what's like what gets you stuck the most would you say uh, like when I'm having a, a when you're moment, creating like, or yeah when you're just trying to like maybe get in the studio or whatever and I'm is. having like say like a, like a writer's block type of moment yeah, or something yeah, like that or like when do I get stuck or something yeah, yeah. Um, okay, uh, that's a good question is that is the writer's block a challenge that you face? Like I, I wouldn't say so. No, I wouldn't say so. Because usually when I'm in like the studio, it's always like great vibes. Like you put on a beat and any beat. I'm not real specific with the beats either. Like I like all types of music, so I'll vibe to it somehow, some way. Like cool. I love all types, of, like Latin, Afrobeat, hip hop, R and B, new school, old school. Like I love right. it all. So I'll, I'm always experimenting with that. So it's good vibes. And then music to me comes real easy. Like again, like um, I had people and friends around me telling me to put out music before I put out my official track, but it was always something that I did. People ask me like, Yo, "What's your Instagram, SoundCloud stuff?" I never had none of that. Then I was like, "Okay, I feel like I'm missing an opportunity in my eyes because all these people asking me for my stuff. Like these are people I could have had, like followers listening to yeah, my music. Um, you when know, just practice I could have had. This was I've started my music and all of this about like two years ago now. So it's before then. I'm talking all throughout like elementary school middle school high school i used to always be rapping i used to always be you know and it used to always be a thing like i make beats on the table like that used to be my thing like literally and then just people would tell me like to put it out and i was i don't know like nervous embarrassed ain't really care like i ain't i just ain't really care as much like other people really like caring i ain't i ain't care that much right then eventually i was just like bro i feel like too many people are telling me this not to like i'm gonna miss this opportunity um Shout out my man Kube, literally, who went to... I don't, I don't know if you remember Kube. He played football here. Um, I don't know if I met him. First year. Um, I don't know if you did. I, I don't think... If, unless I met him with you, I don't think I met yeah, him. Nah, he was, uh, he was first year here. He was my roommate. And uh, we used to always be rapping. He used to be like a lot of us. And he used to tell me like... Um, speaking of quotes and stuff. So he used to always tell me like basically like my brain is something that like... Um, it's like I'm going to have forever something like I could like use. He's basically saying like... Um, I don't even want to mess up really what he was telling me but it, more so like in the moment he's telling me like my time is now like he's just telling me like you got a lot of this going on for you like there's no other time like right now if you drop this and you get going like you're gonna go crazy um, whereas like if you just wait like down the line I can't just start like rapping and doing all this at 40 years old you feel no, what I'm saying so he was like he was like you already got the talent you should have been doing this he's like you gotta get on it and so like 
I was like, yo, I'm gonna get on and I think I dropped the first track. Like first track went crazy and then I just I never really looked back, bro. I really never Amazing. did. And then I'll forever, you know, be like shout him out and appreciate him because he was a person who kind of sparked that fire under me when I was real lazy. Like he recognized my talents and I was real lazy. Like he just like, bro, you could rap, like what are you doing? Like put this out there and I don't know. Like like him, it was a many other people, but I credit him a lot too, just cause we were literally direct roommates right, and this right. was like also very recent. And then, um, yeah. When was, did you start in trouble? Yeah, no, you when got did it. you develop the Go Getters? And was that like a little? Yeah, bit the Go Getters was two years ago too. It was it was around this time. Okay. It would have been October, November, twenty twenty one. Was around the time. That's when like it officially dropped. the The ideas and like the designs and all that took time. I was like working on right. that behind the scenes. But when I officially came out with like clothes that you could buy and like um it's also under like a like uh music distribution company now. So like say like, I put out my under my music, you'll see it says like the Go Getters label under it. Um. So like that's what I had going on. That was about two years ago now. Okay, where I love how you have that. What was his name? Kube. Kube. Yeah. I love that man because I had a friend, Michael, the kid on the last episode, mm -hmm. Bentley University student, yeah. just a grinder. Like yeah. this kid taught me that you don't have to live the life that everyone tells you to live. Mm -hmm. um, and I kind of I hear on social media, and I've experienced this myself. It's like people want you to succeed until you're doing better than them. And then they're like, oh, chill out, chill out a little bit. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? I don't know if you experienced that. I haven't, uh, Mike did not do that to me at all. Mm -hmm. Mike still pushes me because yeah, he's good. still grinding. Like he's always on this trend. And if he I don't stay on, working, I'm just gonna fall. Mm -hmm. Like I'm never gonna touch him. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And it started in the gym because mm -hmm. he was always just like that in the gym, yeah, big yeah, as hell. Yeah. Um, but yeah, have you experienced that kind of vibe? Yeah. Um, I, like I definitely have, I'm be honest. Uh, especially I feel like the, this industry I'm kind of in is it's like a real like smoke and mirrors kind of industry and it's something that like I'm a student of the game before anything so it's nothing I'm appreciative of myself like before I got into doing everything that I'm doing and like I move the way I move it's because like you know I, I like I read a lot I watch a lot of documentaries like interviews like I do my due diligence in my right. research you know long story short and with that being said I feel like I know kind of what I'm going into I ain't going into this all real blind thinking like everything's all sweet and dandy because I know it's really not mm. I'm at the end of the day and that's just kind of just the game that we're playing. So, um, and like rap is a competitive sport. Like people could sit here and say whatever, but bro, everybody trying to be the best rapper. Like everybody trying to be number one in their city. Everybody wants the yeah. most this, the most that. So it's just a competitive sport. It's not really so much other things you might want to collaborate and build on with. But it's kind of how you're saying like, yeah, I want to collaborate with you maybe because you're more popping. But now that I'm more popping, like I don't want to collaborate with you. You know mm, what I'm trying to say? So now people kind of, right. and you, what you get in that situation is like a crabs in a barrel type of situation where it's like, that's a lot of what's going on in the music scene in my city um, to be honest a lot of people there's so much talent bro so much talent bet, and, yeah. and now more than ever it's like popping like the music scene is going crazy um, however we're in a situation where it's like somebody gets a little bit of buzz now they just on some fuck everybody right. else on the city oh but it's just like bro that's just a little bit of buzz and it's yeah. just that buzz that'll die out soon after you know but there are other music scenes other cities that are more open with collaborations like New York and Atlanta and they continue to collaborate each other and like no matter if I'm up in the moment, down in the moment. But that longevity that we talked about is the reason why you see rappers like who've been rapping for 10 plus years, you know, mm -hmm. thinking Migos, right, Future, right. all these people. Yeah, you feel what I'm saying? Like it's all through through collaborations right. and working and stuff. Whereas like um, what's going on a lot now, it's just like people don't really want you to pass what they got going on. It's okay, a lot of, I you know. I see what you mean, right? It's going to be, I, I can imagine it's hard to find those special people that will collab with you regardless mm -hmm. of how you're doing or how they're doing. That's mm -hmm. that's cool. Mm -hmm. I bet you found some of those guys too. Um, yeah, man, the rap game is not even rap game, just like the music industry in general. I see a bunch of demonic shit like on social I media. I see this kind of stuff. Yeah. Do you know why that is? Like why? 
Um, bro, they, they, we could go crazy. Like, we, we could turn this into like a whole. Talk like, little, just talk to me about it, man. I'm nah, very in, in like, terms of like, no, yeah, and I feel like you have every right to be. But I think that the most basic level of how quickly I could explain this is just like, um, one of them, one of the main points I would say is like frequencies. I don't know if you know about the frequencies with like the BPM, which is like the beats per minute, and say like okay. by the tracks, um different bpms carry different frequencies and like how we react to them kind of like in our brain and stuff which is the reason why you hear like upbeat say like gospel music or like some r&b or something and you're like you're in a certain mood and then you're hearing some real like dull shoot em up thing mm-hmm. and like you, you know you're ready you're driving like 100 on the highway like yeah. it gives you it puts you in different states okay. like your moods different minds and that's just like the first start of it you know so then you have like the record labels who are behind a lot of this stuff too who are like the ones with the money and the funding who are like pushing this type of music so then they pay an artist to push type of music whether they music, whether they right. want it this style or that style you know they, they're the ones who are like dressing up these artists they're the ones you know putting them on billboards promoting what they got going on so then here us as um as like audience members you know we're looking at this and it's real easy for us to like you know laugh at this artist or point at this or say that's dumb or say what's going on here what's going on there but the whole time it's just these artists are puppets under right. l- larger corporations right, they're doing they're telling them to do what they think will exactly. be most profitable exactly most. and okay. at the end of the day it's just money everything is a money game yeah. in this world right. so it's like that's the reason why a lot of these um artists you know they'll sign for say a hundred thousand dollars they come from an impoverished area in the inner city. They've never seen a hundred thousand dollars. For them, that's, that's a lot a of money. Mo- it is, man. Now the whole t- out of that hundred thousand dollars, the label's gonna get out just say two, a million. I'll keep the numbers real simple. Right. And what happens to that hundred thousand dollars? The label is profiting. You're out of money in a year or two because with the hundred thousand dollars, you're trying to you know live this crazy lifestyle and you're doing all this stuff. And the label wins and artists kind of loses. Right. So it's like um back to the school. That's why I'm also in school because you know what I'm saying like is it like I know things so you like this learn the system, where right? I learn the yeah. system. You get what I'm saying like I, I'm I'm a I'm a coach and a player like you know I'm, right. I'm on the bench and the field yeah. like <laughs> yeah. so, you know uh, literally though. But that's what I say. And then like I'm saying that conversation could go on forever. And then you'll hit the lines of people you know calling you a conspiracy theorist. Like there are times where you know I'll bust out the evidence. There are things that can be explained. Things that can be explained. But um it's just interesting that you brought up that topic because like um at the base of it although i think there are a lot of people now are kind of aware of like there's more to it even if they don't know exactly what it is but they're like right. i feel like there's more to it i mean i can see it from a business perspective because that's what i mm-hmm. kind of understand and know yeah and they're not going to do something that they don't think is going to be profitable exactly but are you worried about that to a certain degree like getting some deal and having to almost yeah. feel like you got to accept it no how can you not yeah it's so fun i have this conversation so I, I don't know if it's, if you want to call this like speaking it into existence or like whatever it is yeah. Manif- oh, yeah. manifestation but I feel like this conversation has come up a couple of times and like more seriously now as my career progresses, obviously then like when I dropped like my first track. Um, so now these conversations come up and um, and honestly, like it's not something I feel like I'll give you a solid answer to right now. I feel like if That's I would, fair. I already feel like the pressure, like, oh, damn, right, right. I honestly don't know. Cause, but it's something that I think about every day, something mm-hmm. I debate about, like, because I know like when that paper gets put in my face and there's X amount of money, the exact example I gave you. I'm in that. I'm a person that falls right in that shoe, and a hundred other people falling right in the shoes. You feel me? You're from an impoverished area. You ain't never yes, seen this bro. amount of money. Now you got people trying to give you this money for your talent. You're gonna leave it on the table, or you're gonna take it. You know what I'm saying? Right. But then somebody like me, I'm the type to like do something with that money if I were to get the chance. Whereas other people kind of blow that money, live it, and like mm-hmm. you know, right? Exactly. Right. You'd be so smart with it. I'd be. I'd try to. <laughs> yeah, you feel me? I'd try to be smart with that money. I wouldn't Fire. spend it at the club or something. Right. <laughs> Just yeah. Now that's so. Interesting. I like how you're not talking about it too much, right? Because you can't. Like, you got to stay focused. Yeah. That's something I learned from one of my friends, Josh, who's going to come on the podcast this week. He was telling me about the dopamine releases that we get from even conversations 
talking about the future. Like yeah. it's one thing to manifest stuff, right? Yeah. It's one thing to to Conor McGregor talks about how he would get so good at visualizing things. Mm-hmm. He said like I I can't do it. <laughs> he said, bro. But he'd say that he visualizes <laughs> like going to the store and there being a parking spot right in front of the door. It is a parking spot. He said, I'm like, okay, you're, you're bugging. Stop it. But but I think there's something true to that. There's a level right? yeah. But at the same time, you don't want to just be talking about what's next with your boys because then you're going to be like, yeah, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. Mm-hmm. And then you get that dopamine release. And then, like, for some reason, it's like that urge is satisfied. Mm-hmm. And then for the next few days, you kind of get mm-hmm. laid back a little yeah. bit. That's real. Yeah. So I like how you're staying humble yeah. and staying focused. I think that's important then. Oh, 100%. And I think, like, even with my brand, too, like, that's another thing. Like, to be a go-getter, like, you really got to, you got to really be doing it. Like, like you have to be proactive about a lot of your actions. Like, you can't really be a go-getter, like, dreaming about the house that you want. Like, you got to get up every day and work on that house. Right. Build it, brick by brick. If you have to get out, like, do what you got to do. But, you know, you just can't sit down. Like you're saying, like, sometimes people, a lot of people are really satisfied with just the idea, the thought of something happening. Wow, I would really love a house. Right. I, I can't wait if I if I drop this album, but the album ain't dropped yet. I really want this car. Don't have the car, and it's not because you can't or you don't have the means. You're just you just haven't put in the work necessary work to yeah. get in those situations. You know, right? I think also you sometimes people accept like I'll get that car when I'm forty, right? Yeah. When I when I've been working for twenty years at a desk, then I'll get like you know I'll have enough. I'll have a hundred k to spend on a car. People like, get I think sucks. people get real content. I think or real like you know it's just. Like, they're okay with, with, like, their current situation. Like, they'll, or, like, um, I don't know, bro. I literally, bro, shoot for the stars, like, for real. Like, right. you know what I'm saying? Like, literally. That was the word, bro. When, when Pop passed away, I didn't even know him. Really. Yeah. I didn't know his, okay. You I didn't know his I music. never knew Pop. Per, per, <laughs> <laughs> but, like, when he passed away, I didn't even really know his music. My brother was trying to put mm-hmm. me on, like, early. My mm-hmm. brother, dude, I hope you meet my brother soon. He's been... In, involved in like the music not involved in the music industry but just mm. so in tune with He's in the music. all this shit that comes out he actually wrote some articles for Lyrical Lemonade he interviewed Denzel Curry backstage that's fire like, um, who else I think like you know, I don't know if you know Maxo Cream but uh, no. Maxo Cream and um, I know you know Pusha T yeah, Pusha, Pusha T, T like posted him on his Instagram that's fire like, oh, that's kid. lit yeah and he was on uh, he showed me this picture last year you know JPEG Mafia you, no. you heard of him no. oh, okay popular rapper now yeah. he's got millions of fans yeah. um and my brother showed me a picture of him just chilling with him, like yeah. a- after a concert. Yeah. And JPEG Mafia looks mad young, and I guess it was one of his like early concerts. Yeah. Like fifty people there, so he's just hanging out he's with hanging, fans yeah, after, yeah, which yeah. is so cool. Fine. I bet that's what you're doing right Fine, now. Literally. Shit. Yeah. Um, literally, and, and I'm so sorry to interrupt no, you because no, like, it had reminded me when you were saying like, kind of like how the tables could turn or how like other artists were doing it. Like, um, and I've seen that literally firsthand because I remember I went out to open for or I had seen a performance. Uh, no cap, it's like an artist, um, and Bandman Real had opened up for him at the time, and then months down the line, I had opened up for Bandman Real. Okay. So it just showed me like how small like the Fire. world is, and like how connections yeah. really work. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you dude, know, I saw you were with Bobby How did yeah. how Bobby Schmurda was lit too, and he how was fucking with, with the merch and the drip, I saw bro. Him holding the yeah, he's fucking with the drip and everything. I'm about That's to so cool. y'all shout out to um my man's Vows and my man's DJ Jukes. They be okay. hosting a lot of events. Um, a lot of them in Rhode Island and Mass and everything. They just going crazy, you know. DJ Jukes, obviously a DJ Vaz is a, a artist and a promoter. Uh, hosts a lot of the events and um yeah, shout out to Vaz for real. He just giving me these opportunities all the time and Jukes too. Like they've just seen my talents and stuff and. Um, bro, it's been up ever since. Really, like it's amazing. How did you meet these guys? Um, through DM, through DM. Like I, I think, honestly, like I'm saying, like the social network thing now is just so crazy. Like crazy. I could drop a song, people like it. It's just reposted, and then it's in front of so many people's eyes for real. And um, 
that was the same thing how, how it happened with for band man like he hit me up if i was trying to open up for band man there was a performance coming out um you know i was with it i was like yeah like uh, like i love man i was from, i'm born yeah. in jersey and stuff my family still stay out in jersey band man yeah. artists from out there so i was like perfect opportunity like yeah i'll do this whatever and um i went crazy that performance like audience loved it you know they loved it it was going crazy and then it's just been a great relationship um since then I was aware of their work and stuff prior to that, but that was like their first time reaching out and trying to do business with me. Okay. And um, ever since then, like I've been continuing doing shows, performances, um, hosting events and stuff. We just had uh, OT7 Kwani this past Thursday. Um, that was a great event too, so yeah. Just how, do you, to them. how do you feel on stage, bro? Um, when you get out there, you're kind of like freaking out for a second or not? Not really. I feel like, um, dude, it's been it's been getting a little easier, I will say. Like I feel like in the beginning it was uh beginning was like way way more. I was like nervous, bro, because I would even show up like super early right. to be like on stage and like you oh, know what I'm saying. And while, now, yeah. now it's not even yeah now it's like nah like okay. now it's not even needed you know. Right. But then that's just because of hard work because like eventually like I'm saying like eventually you know your portfolio your resume like speaks for itself. You just got to keep working like you know what I'm saying. You got to be able to do things like that to be more comfortable. But at the beginning I wasn't as comfortable. I had no experience under my belt, so hell yeah I'm gonna be there an hour early like making sure I'm there you know. But right. once you experience it a couple more times then you realize like how you can handle business and what you got to do etc um once i'm on stage though like sometimes i am nervous say like they call my name or something and it's like i'm walking up the stage but it's like the spotlight's on you that's a moment of anxiety but that's that's where it's like everybody's looking at you you're like damn i prepared for this hard to beat or whatever but like once i go up them steps and like the mic's in my hand and i I say a little GGS, I say whatever, like I shut out my people or something i just i said like the energy you could really feel it in the room too and i feel like once i just kind of once I just start going in, like I feel like a lot of people gravitate towards like my energy. I think right. I can, like I'm a deep, good performer, and um, I don't know. People just like the music, and then yeah. the music speaks for itself, bro. Like, people start getting up, people start dancing, people start getting happy. The energy speaks for itself. Like yeah. what you just mentioned, the Go Getters brand, the Go Getters like aura, yeah, is is something that you know is pushing you to be who you are on stage, right? Exactly. It's like this, you spent all this time preparing exactly right like and you do this in school too when you study for a test you exactly. walk in the classroom you're not nervous at all you're yeah, locked it's the in same, thing. same same shit I love how these things extend to all aspects of our lives exactly um, and, and, and and as much as it extends exactly and then like um, I was like my Instagram it's like Mr. Go-Getter whatever under the thing it's like um, like I stand for this and I try to apply this to my life like on a day-to-day basis you know it'd be very different if I'm saying all this and then doing something else but right. I, I really try to apply this everywhere and then I see like that's what people resonate with it again like I'm saying because you could apply this. You don't have to be an artist to be a go-getter. Like, you don't have to be up in the music scene or like this or that. Like, like I'm saying, you could still be doing your schoolwork, but when you're doing your schoolwork every day and it's like you're up and getting it, like, you're a go-getter. You know what I'm saying? So it, it just depends on how you move, like, your day-to-day. But um, we discussed a lot of the values that, that it has, so I just kind of wanted to emphasize that uh, um, as a whole. No, for sure. For sure. I think that having those consistent values is huge because when you get – when you get the money because mm-hmm. you're going to keep working it's yeah, going to come the money's going to that like you can't let that deter you from your values mm-hmm. right um, yeah I think it's I think people do it every day people yeah. get money and then and it just, just changes yeah. and then their life goes downhill because they because money God's their money yeah. or, sorry money's their God that's another thing back to faith versus like you can't see what's going to happen you can't see yeah. tomorrow right Literally. but you can have faith in tomorrow that's a that's something that now, that's beautiful too like, That's a fact Cause it's like bro You go to sleep today And like off a bit Like we don't know what could happen We could go to sleep And not wake up the next day But it's like yeah. We're putting faith in the fact That you know we're healthy And that's why you, you feel me Gotta give thanks to God for health And right. uh, you know our day to day Every day Like just being here You know what I'm right. saying Being able to conversate This is fine Like bro. it's fire Like not everybody Will have this opportunity You know what I'm saying You're picking my brain I'm picking yours Like we're both doing Something productive I'm, Me for my brand You for yours Us under the umbrella Of the school Like 
everything positive, everything good yeah. going up. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that, that that's a positive thing. That's, that's a good thing. And it's a beautiful thing because there's kids all over the world, kids our age, and also like just kids mm-hmm. in general who could never do this. Exactly. And they're li- they're not even living with electricity. Exactly. These kids with no water. Exactly. No like, and to be exactly. here, I almost feel like a greater sense of responsibility to mm-hmm. do greater things. Yeah. Right. Because I'm set up in this perfect setup. Yeah. Right. I got a mom and a dad. I got raised in a nice town. Yeah. I got. You know, my dad works here. Yeah, you got right? good opportunities. Like, I got good, you got good chances, good opportunities. Just, you can't, like, can like throw them go? up. You can't, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Or take them for granted. Or take them for granted. Yeah, exactly. I, mean? I think that that's a good way to say it because I, I view you as, like, a real humble person. From, like, the conversations that we have had and, like, interactions we've had, I've always, that's been, like, the one thing. Like, you always give off, like, good guy, humble and stuff. There are a lot of people who I feel like are in your position who is kind of, like you said, are just, like, take it for granted, you know? And, like, for that reason, they might, you know, look at other people differently or expect everybody's life to be kind of set up like theirs, but they don't really realize that. People come from different walks of life and you know what I'm saying and like it's all a privilege to be here and like and to be in this one spot and things like that. So No, thank you. I appreciate that. I wanna be humble. There's also a line you gotta walk, right? Because while I wanna be humble, I also think I can be great. Mm-hmm. I think I can be the greatest. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I have to have the mentality, but then you also have to be humble. It's like you've got I learned this from President Wiener, man. He's such a good yeah. guy. I love this dude. He's a really special president to have as our um college president and he's a big uh, you could call him like a moderate thinker yeah so he's a thinker and a lot of his ideas well this is the right and this is an idea and this is the left and this is another idea it's like they're they're both not gonna like one of them is not neither of them will be true yeah but if you get a little bit from the left side you get a little bit from the right side you stay calm mm-hmm. right you, you continue with love then there's the truth more balance and that's I think that's a special idea that you know you don't get with every president like at the meeting on Sunday that I was referencing you know 30 minutes ago mm-hmm. he said like we can't we're not we're gonna have this happen like these people are gonna come mm-hmm. right and he made a reference to the Pope mm-hmm. he made a reference to the Pope coming he was like we we need to let them come because then if the Pope was gonna come to our school the student body wouldn't want the Pope to yeah, come yeah. because of his beliefs on gender mm-hmm. or marriage mm-hmm. or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And, like, facts, that's yeah, crazy, yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah. The Pope would want to come to Assumption. Yeah. He's coming. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> that's some weird shit. But, yeah. but, no, he's special, and it's focused on this moderate I- these yeah. moderate ideas, right? That, you know, you can get really caught up on the right. You can get really emotional and polarized. And that's, what, that's what's happening to us, right? And that's what the media is doing, too, mm-hmm. at the top. Mm-hmm. They're getting the bottom. They're getting the, ch- the huge class of individuals to be fighting amongst each other mm-hmm. instead of instead of working together. <laughs> yeah, so, like, find a solution to People the are going to start calling me a Marxist on some crazy. Yeah, I'm not, dude. I don't think Karl Marx is... Yo, what's up, boy? How you doing? We're, we're going to wrap up soon, but this has been elite, bro. Um, awesome, bro. I heard it was good. My boy Tyler just walked in. But, but yeah, I think that doing what I'm doing, mm-hmm. one, it's an avenue for me to increase my knowledge, right? Yeah. Every conversation, I get an hour, yeah. hour and a half of, like, straight up Interaction. Yeah. You can tell me some stuff you're doing. I can yeah. listen. I can tell you some stuff I'm doing. Yeah. Bounce some ideas off, and that's so special for me. But at the same time, people are doing shit like you mm-hmm. and some other friends that I'm working with, like my buddy Mike. He's doing some crazy, crazy work in the in the finance world right mm-hmm. now. And to to put the spotlight on students that they deserve, right? right? That they're not really getting. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you're, and I know that you're being humble about this, right? You don't want the spotlight yet because you might not yeah. think you deserve it. But at the same time, like. In my opinion, you do because you're doing this shit every day. Yeah, and you're you. doing it with faith, like how, how you said. Yeah. 
that that matters so much to me, bro. Yeah. And if I can like push that message, push that message, uh, mission. Yeah. Talk about free speech. Talk yeah. about whatever we want to exactly. talk about, and not be worried about you know getting yeah. shut down. No, literally. That that's very special <clears throat> to me. So. And Dude, thank you for, for sharing all this stuff. Did, no, did you thank say you. something? Yeah, I was really going to say, like, I appreciate the opportunity as well because we had discussed about it, like, at 1.2. Um, like, what are people offering to the school? And, like, how does that work? And, like, plans for the future and all of that. And um, exactly with, like, the brand, um, with the music, with these different avenues, I feel like I'm adding value to the school that, like, it wasn't there. Like, somebody else is yeah. there. You know what I'm saying? Straight and I feel up. like um, a spotlight on it in the moment how we're having right now is, uh, you know, appreciated. So I'm really just saying thank you. And then a moment of, say, like, for example, I remember Spring Fest last year. I was trying to get on stage. Like that's still something that I would love to do. Right, like, right. and a lot of and a lot of students were behind it. So it's just it's like another example. I feel like um, trying to connect like the organization to more like the students and like what they want, like what's going on within are the student you, body. You know, what I'm saying? sorry to interrupt. Yeah, I love that. That's, that's beautiful. Are you gonna get on? Are you gonna get on stage this spring? Because you have to. You yeah, that might have that might have been a mate. Yeah, I okay. think I think we're gonna Maybe. see. We're gonna we're see. Gonna we're not gonna, 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 gonna confirm anything, okay. but, but we're gonna see. We're gonna see if we can make something happen. Because it's say, been in the works. I'm not saying I got no pull or <laughs> nothing, but I'm gonna send an email. I'm gonna send a few emails. Like, He's gonna be up there to yeah. someone. I don't care. Um, but I think yeah, yeah, I think that'd be like great opportunity for the school for real. Because it's like you know. What what better artist to have on stage than an artist at your school? And, right. I'm, like, and, I, and I'm no, outside, I'm outside performing everywhere, yeah. like, all these different states, all these different cities. Yeah. It's like, bro, I might as well perform at my school. I'm looking forward to developing a friendship with you, man. Yeah, We're just getting started. I think we got similar values and a similar kind of mentality. Yeah, so thank you for taking your time and sharing like your growth, your vibe, and everything you're working on yeah, thank, you, thank you for having me on the episode. I really appreciate the time. Thank you for picking my brain, yeah, picking yours. Go. I appreciate the time for real. Love it, man. All right, bro. Let's go. Let's go. Rap, 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 rap. Like a thumbnail or something. Uh, yeah, so no, I'll take it from. I'm tight, bro. I didn't even yeah. get here. I want to listen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, good, Thank you. What up, boy? Let's go. How, How you, you doing, brother? Good. Family. Good to see you. Yeah, bro. I see. Uh, you trying to grab a flick? Uh, yes. Is that what you're saying? No, well, we. No, I got flicks for here. Let's go. No, no, no. I'll probably just have one of you saying down or some shit. Yeah, yeah. I'll probably just do like a promo shit for my page. Okay, good. I'll post it. I'll get my page active. This was great. I love this. I'm gonna watch this when you post in this soon. Yeah, this will be up very soon, bro. Sure. Did you bring it?